Hey everyone. Do you want to get inspired? I want to get inspired. Let's everybody just get inspired. Miracle Mondays. Hey everyone. Welcome back to episode five of Miracle Monday. Derek is here with us. Say hi, Derek. Hello. There he is. There's Derek. Uh, This week's episode I titled A Cry for Help. This episode is a miracle partially disguised as a tragedy. And I think those two things sometimes go hand in hand. Sometimes bad stuff happens um, and then a good thing comes out of it or sometimes they're just hidden gems, I guess. And this is kind of one of those one of those stories. So this story takes place in rural Utah. So there's a young mother. Her name is Jennifer, who goes by Jenny Grossbeck. She's 25 years old. She's a young single mother. Um, and Friday, March 6th, she was hanging out with her parents. And around 10 p.m., she decides to leave her parents' house in Salem, Utah. So Salem's kind of like a small, uh, like, farming community. So... You know, I would assume it's kind of like our area here. Kind of just a smaller farming community out there in Utah. And she's headed west towards her home in Springfield, Utah. Which is only about 15 minutes away. 15 minute drive away. So at max, probably 15 to 18 miles, I guess. So not far. So around 10pm, she decides she's headed home towards Springfield. And that's kind of where um, the story stops for the time being. And then... The next day, a fisherman makes a call to the authorities saying that he's found a overturned Red Cavalier uh, vehicle in the Spanish Fork River, which that river is kind of like almost dead center between Salem and Springfield. So literally like right halfway point between her parents' house and her house. Um, And this is the car of Jennifer or Jenny Grossbeck. The caller um, who's reporting this says that he thinks there's someone inside. He doesn't see a lot of movement. They ask, like, where the car is, like, you know, as far as where the river goes and whatever. Um, It's partially submerged. It's almost nearly, like, I shouldn't say nearly submerged. I'm trying to word this right for people who haven't seen the video or pictures yet. So the car is overturned. So almost entirely the top side, which is face down, is submerged. So the wheels are sticking out. The wheels are sticking out. And then the back end, like where the, you know, where the back seat is, is slightly elevated just a little bit and not fully submerged. But for the most part, the whole cavity of the car is like, I'd say at least halfway up the vehicle submerged with water, yet the back is just slightly um, tipped up just a little bit. And it's not quite dead center of the river, but pretty much. So, for whatever reason, first responders initially thought this was just like an abandoned car there. Like, it was just there because this is such a rural area. They're probably not out that way much. And I don't know if they just don't know the area. But anyway, so they didn't really, like, rush to the scene, per se. Like, they got there in a decent amount of time, but not like, oh my god, you know... Yeah, it could have been, who Got knows it, what yeah. the problem is. Right, like not, oh my god, someone was just in an accident, whatever. So with this call, at, well actually I shouldn't say this call was made at, at 
at noon, but this is around noon is when the first responders show up. So that's 14 hours later from the time that Jenny left her parents' house or okay. around the time she left her parents' house. So yet they show up March 7th around noon. Her car is found. In, so again, this is March. So it's not, it's, it's, it's March. It's freezing outside. Yeah. Utah. It's cold. there. Yeah. It's cold. Um, so it's a very icy river at that. So it's not, you know, it's, it's not like it's a, not a warm river. Yeah, it's not a warm flow. Well, it is flowing. It is a flowing river. Yeah, it's, but it's not like... Uh, like, I've watched the video. The The river is definitely, like, rushing and but fast. But no one's out there playing in it because it's freezing. No. And this fisherman was just out fishing because, you know, fish like cold water. So it's probably a great time. And, and, and maybe, I mean, not always, but maybe some fish are starting to spawn around this time. So it's probably not a bad time to fish. Um. So, but, yep, this fisherman finds it and calls it in. They show up, like I said, originally thinking that this car is abandoned. Um, and when they get there, something really strange happens. So as they're kind of pulling up to the scene, they can tell that the car hit the cement uh, like wall barrier on this bridge and went over the side of it. And then when they get there, again, they're not really in a rush because they're... At this point, they're like, well, what the heck are we seeing right now? Is it uh, something that we need to you know, to rush with, can we call someone to help come flip the car over? Well, then they start hearing someone yell for help. So at this point, they're hearing someone say, help me, help me. Yeah. So they all immediately like bust into action and start rushing towards this river. And they're, one of the responders um, is, is even replying back. We're here. We're coming. We're here. We're trying our best to get in there. You know, he's, he's replying to this voice that he's hearing. So the first responders jump, like, they have to, like, run down this, it's kind of like a rocky sort of embankment along the side of the bridge down into the river. Uh, it, it honestly looks kind of like our river here, so, like, our part of the Mississippi that's by our house. It kind of looks like that, like, it, like the bridge. It's not really very easy to get down to the river part. Yeah, it's not like an easy... Lo- there, like, it's not really that easy to get down. Yeah, there. and it's rocky. It's not just a, you know, a quick little yeah, jaunt down there. it's not there. like it's just paved or it's just pure grass. It's like yeah, it's, rocks it's and rocks debris. And, and, and it's kind of steep. So yeah, so they start running down there now thinking, oh my God, someone's alive. Someone is trapped in this car. We got to get in there. Because, you know, at this time they don't know anything about this vehicle. They don't know that it's been there for 14 hours. In their mind, they thought it was just like an abandoned shitty car that, you know, whatever, went out the road and someone left there or whatever. They didn't think anything of it until they hear this voice this woman's voice yelling, help me, help me. So they run down there. Obviously they don't have anything to flip this car over, but there's quite a few first responders. There's, there's cops, there's firefighters that showed up. I think even possibly eventually EMTs. I'm not sure if the EMTs showed up shortly afterwards, but there's quite a few people. And if you watch, go online and watch the video, you can see all these people. But again, it's not enough people that you'd think like, oh my God, these people could physically by themselves lift this car and flip it over. But they do literally running on sheer adrenaline these men get in this icy frigid water and flip the vehicle back over um immediately they notice that the driver jennifer grossback was very much deceased completely like there's no way she was alive okay you know and she's she'd been dead for quite some time they they realized like she's not you know wasn't able to to yell for help and make these these pleas for help okay so they're kind of confused, and then their uh, attention is directed towards the back seat, where her 18-month-old daughter, Lily, was discovered. Oh my god. 
They believed right off the bat for the little girl, again, 18 months old, so she couldn't have been screaming for help either. Right. Yeah, you can't um, really talk hardly at that age. Right, and at most, some babbling. Yeah. But regardless, she, you know, they, they she's there's no way she could have been yelling for help, and, and the ones that heard it agreed. It was a adult female's voice yelling, help me, help me. Yeah. Um, so they believe her to be um, deceased as well. Given that the temperatures, you know, it's March and it's in an icy river, mostly submerged car. So I could not find the actual temperature for that specific day. But I looked at the average temperature around this time of year in Utah. So early March in Utah typically runs around 48 to 58 degrees as the daily high. That's not at night. But again, at this point, they don't know that this child has been here overnight. Yeah. So they perform CPR. Um, they're, they're, you know, trying to wake her up. Essentially, she's just unconscious. She's actually not deceased. The 18-month-old. Yeah. The baby is actually alive. She still has a pulse and everything. Sure. Um, but she's, you know, she's she's unconscious. So not only was she had spent 14 hours overnight in frigid temperatures, she's not even dressed for winter. In her car seat. So they get her unbuckled and she's, you know, she's wet. She's frozen, obviously in hypothermia and whatever. But she's also been suspended upside down for 14 hours. Shit. So between the temperature and her being suspended upside down that long, the odds of her being alive are like literally impossible. Yeah. Um, and her, again, not including the fact that she was not dressed for winter temps. You know, they're thinking that they're going to have a 15-minute drive home. Yeah. You know, mom just, you know, probably... She was just... In the video, she's kind of in like a like a jumper. Or not a jumper. Uh, like a sleeper thing. Like a fuzzy sleeper sort of style thing. Like a... I don't know. But, it, but it's definitely all wet. So again, she's wet. It's cold. And she's been suspended for 14 hours. And she's somehow alive. I looked up, like, on record what's... And I could only find for an adult, but on record, the coldest temp a person has remained alive at. And this is body temperature, I believe. So body temperature got to 56 degrees. And yeah. it, But I couldn't find out for how long either. So, But here's some more statistics that I found interesting to kind of go along with this. So in water at 32 and a half degrees, a person may survive only 15 to 45 minutes. Yeah, I mean, your body... And that water had to... If the weather outside was 48 to 58 degree weather as the high for the daytime, you can imagine that it probably gets down to the upper 20s to upper 30s at night. And this baby's already been wet and in the water and partially in the air too, I suppose. Well, I guess really not because the way the car was, like I said, the back end was just slightly elevated a little bit. So she obviously on impact got wet and then kind of luckily bounced upward and out of the water. But then, you know, there really wasn't airflow going through the car for her to get like breeze and everything. Yeah. Um, but it says you can come become hypothermic after 10 minutes in 30 degree weather. So if she was there for 14 hours in 30 degree weather, which I would guess because we live in the same kind of temperatured area that that weather was around 30 degrees and she made it 14 hours, not 10 minutes. Like, that seems crazy to me. Another statistic was upside down suspension can cause high blood pressure, blindness, 
hernias, heart conditions, and even cause your eyes to dislodge from their sockets. Oh, my. After just a few hours. So, the fact that, again, 14 hours, upside down that whole time, and frigid, frigid temperatures, all the blood rushing from her tiny little body into her skull, and somehow she's alive. It's just insane. Lily Grossbeck, the baby, the 18th month old, she makes a full recovery and is considered a normal six-year-old child to this day. Holy she lives shit. with she lives with her dad, um, and her family said that she's just a great-spirited child. She has no recollection of that. No, nope, no recollection, no long-term effects from it as of yet. It was later discovered in an autopsy that Jenny, the mom, died on impact. She died from blunt force trauma to the head. But it also showed that Jenny had had heroin, marijuana, and prescription drugs in her system, which may or may not have led to the wreck. Because it was also March, so it could have been icy roads. It could have been a combination of both. Yeah. It could have been just the drugs. We don't know because, I, I, like I said, I could not find, like, actual weather statistics for that day um, for Utah, for that day in Utah. So I can't, unfortunately, relay, like, you know, was there a blizzard that day? Was it icy roads? Had it just rained and yeah. or sleeted? And, you know, I can't, I can't say. But I watched the video and the video is pretty amazing. Like, you can see them the men flipping this vehicle over, realizing there's a baby inside. I mean, within seconds of flipping that car over, ripping her out of her car seat, and you can hear them saying, pass her, pass her, and they're literally forming a line and passing her up as fast as they can to get her to the ambulance. And then the video ends with um, the emergency room techs at the at the hospital performing, or, or them telling the hospital staff they performed CPR and the hospital staff taking over for her. Um, sure. but But that she was alive. So this story, I, I wanted to cover this the last couple weeks, but like even with all the information that I got, it's such a short story, but I thought it was such an amazing one too. Because first off, the fact that Lily, the 18-month-old baby, survived those conditions, she survived a horrific car accident. I mean, that was not a short embankment. It was huge goes over a bridge into icy waters, you know, flips completely upside down for 14 hours, freezing cold temperatures. The fact that she's alive in general is just insane. Yeah. And and a miracle in and of itself. But then to throw in the fact that multiple of the first responders hear a woman's voice shouting to them, help me, help me, you know, who was it? How? How did they hear this? How did more than one person, especially, because, you know, one person, I, th- I think you could excuse that away as, okay, you know, they're making shit up or whatever, yeah. but multiple people, and that's what caused them to, like, spring into action, because, you know, when they get there, they're probably, like, him and hawing over it, thinking, uh, right. you know, okay, well, we need to Try get to a tow truck out. out. What the yeah. best way, like, let's just think about this for a second. Right, like, maybe we need to get a tow truck out here and drag it out. Maybe we need to, I don't know what they use to flip cars, uh in an emergency situation, maybe they need to get whoever does that out there and, you know, whatever. But instead they hear this voice and that's what causes them to, you know, rush down there. And not only that, maybe that's what gave them the adrenaline to flip the car over themselves. Right. You know what I mean? Cause they're hearing someone cry for help and panicking at that point. And like I said, the adrenaline kicks in. So maybe not only did it spring them into action, but maybe it gave them the adrenaline they needed to, save that baby's life in time. Maybe she only had mere seconds or minutes left yeah. in her. And that's what... That was enough. That was enough to, to to save them, you know? Yeah. So I just really, I have to wonder, like, who 
who was this voice? Was it, was it like some sort of angel? Was it a spirit guide of some, you know, maybe baby lilies that she has? Was it, was it Jenny, the mom from the afterlife, you know, sending out help cries to, so her daughter could get found and saved in time? Who knows? I mean, I, I think it would be the mom from the afterlife screaming, you know, because why would, you know, I would think she wouldn't want to, it would be so traumatic the way she died and she wouldn't be able to formally pass over into the next Well, not only that, unless if, she knew, knowing that her daughter was still alive, you know, just waiting, uh, right, waiting, just waiting in the afterlife until yeah. they can get her saved. Like and then, some unsolved business there. Plus, if, you know, the drugs in her system had, you know, been part of this scenario too, maybe that's another reason she couldn't move on, you know, because she could have theoretically caused that yeah. by the drugs in her system, you know? Yeah. And again, I don't know how much drugs were in her system. I don't know if they were, like, wearing off. Is she just taking them? I don't know that answer either, unfortunately. But yeah, I just, I have to wonder, like, who was that woman shouting for help? And I, so when I watched the video, maybe there's other versions of the video out there, because the one I watched was, like, a body cam of a first responder, um, but in one of the articles that I read, you, the person who wrote the article says that you can hear one of the first responders like replying to the, the woman's voice. Hmm. Uh, I couldn't hear them say that. So j- just based on the video that I watched, I could not hear them replying to her saying we're here, we're, you know, trying to help, whatever. I couldn't hear them say that, but I don't, I don't know. I only watched one video, so I, I can't say but yeah, I just thought this was really interesting. Though short, I thought this was a really crazy, interesting one because I feel like it's almost like two miracles in one. One, the voice being heard and calling for help. And two, the daughter living, which the voice thus saved that baby girl. Plus, it also shows the miracle, not maybe not a miracle, but just what people can do when they're called to action right when they when when they believe they can yeah like they can make anyone can make anything happen if they absolutely have to for the positivity well yeah exactly because in the video too when they're flipping over the car i mean you can hear and see the men's like brute strength they're just grunting and groaning and yelling yeah everyone everyone's giving it their all no one's like slacking right everybody is well and that's and you can hear one of the guys say something to the effect of like Come on, we got to give it our all. You got to give it everything you have. Like, you know, you can hear someone like shouting and encouraging the other men like we have to get to them. Yeah, like because they don't know that, option. you know, because obviously hearing that voice, they think that that woman is alive and thus face basically submerged yeah, fully in this right. ice water. Yeah, for all they know rushing she's drowning ice water. and their yeah. seconds are counting. Right, exactly. And and yeah, exactly like you said, seconds matter right now. Yeah. So they're thinking at this point like it's all or nothing. Like, we have to give it 110% or this woman's going to die on our time here, you know. And at that point, like I said, they didn't even realize that there was a baby in the back yet. Yeah. You know, and you can hear in the video, too, one say, oh, God, there's a baby. Oh, God, there's a baby. So, you know, that had to be, I I, I really can't even imagine. Like, I've always, because I've been in the medical field a lot, I've always thought that I could be a first responder because I love to help and I, I run really good on emergency situations like that 
Um, but I don't know that I could handle the traumatic parts of the job that involve children. So, I mean, that takes a very, very special kind of human being to do that job. Because that, I, I think I can handle pretty much anything, but I don't think I can handle anything where bad stuff happens to children. And the sad part of life is that bad things do happen to children. Um, yeah, and first responders are the ones that see it all and they're just never, you know, they, they just have to do it every day. Yeah. You know, like people always mm-hmm. talk about soldiers and uh, Medal of Honor recipients and all the courage. But for war and all that, though, that ends. I mean, uh, first responder depending on how long their career is, I mean, they could basically be at war in a war zone for 30 years straight. Right. I mean, And seeing the horrific things that they have to see, you know. Yeah, 10 times more horrific. And not only that, the, the, the horrific part of it is they live in the communities usually that they, yeah, they usually work in. So it's not like right. it's just random people. It's these, their neighbors, their yeah. friends, and their especially like, community. Like this area, it's kind of like our area. It's a very small town. It'd be... So it'd be literally the distance from like our house to Ellsworth where I grew up, literally like a 15 minute yeah. drive. So odds are that someone on someone, that crew knows somebody related right, to that. Exactly. Incident. So even if, if I was that first responder, even if I didn't directly know them, my best friend knows them or, or my them. cousin is related to them on the other side of their family or whatever. Yeah. Somebody knows them somehow, some way. And a group of, I don't know, it looked to be like, I would guess based on the video I saw, I'd guess about six men. Roughly, I'd say maybe. Yeah, and that four, would be four to six, maybe. Not only that, but it would be harder than hell to flip in the water. Yeah, it's I mean, it's hard enough on again, the ground. In the video, the water is like really fast moving too. It's not just a little creek, you know, with soft flowing water. It's a rushing river, and March, depending on the year, is. You know, just like our river, some marches, it's still frozen tundra out there and the water's still ice. Well, it wasn't, so that tells me that most likely the water, the ice was thawing, and so it's a lot higher water too, yeah. which thus makes it a much faster flowing river. Yeah. So it's, I mean, in the video, it's like really flowing, and all these men just jump down in this icy cold water, you know, waist deep or more, and trying to flip this over. But yeah, so like I was going to say, like probably four to six men in this video, somebody had to probably know them. Like, the odds of none of them knowing that family Yeah, is probably unlikely, given it's a small area and a rural area. Yeah. So, yeah, it just, it blows my mind. And yeah, I mean, in the video, you can see, I guess in my brain, what I envision someone being suspended and basically extremely hypothermic for 14 hours, the baby didn't look like I anticipated her to look. She was definitely purple, and red in color, but I was picturing way, way worse, like discoloration, hmm. um, in her. So that's good though. That means it that is she's good. She's got blood in her body. Yeah, she's and, got you know, blood flow and whatever. Hasn't got rigor mortis or anything. Right. Yeah, she's not dead. She's not stiff. She's you know, and again, another thing too. She didn't lose any limbs from hypothermia. She didn't, you know, obviously nothing. She didn't get become blind. Uh, from being suspended upside down, like literally no effects. Again, another, in my opinion, another miracle because, you know, a lot worse has happened to people who have experienced a lot less Yeah, I mean, in their life. wasn't her time to go, apparently. And Obviously so, not. no matter what happened, it just wasn't the right time for that 
baby. So even though all the odds were stacked against her, exactly, if it wasn't the right time, then it's not the right time, regardless of the situation. Right, a hundred percent agree. And I think that's something we can all learn. If it's not our time, it's not our time. And just because the odds are stacked against you doesn't mean that you should count yourself out. Period. Yeah, no matter what, the the human body will continue on. It wants regardless, to Regardless, no matter what happens, it will just keep continuing on to the very last, absolute last second. Right, like our bodies literally want to live. They want to heal themselves. They want to live. And this little girl's body did her justice, and somebody definitely was watching for her, out for her that day. So, yeah, I, I hope you guys all enjoyed this story because I thought, like I said, it's kind of a miracle hidden within a tragedy situation, but uh, I thought it was beautiful and I had been wanting to share this one. I just, I knew it was going to be a shorter one, and for that I apologize. But I really hope that you enjoyed it, and I hope you come back next week for episode six. All right, thanks. Thanks for listening. You can find our podcast on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on basically any podcast player you listen to. Our website is doublethoughtdimension.com. You can email us at uh, dtdimension at protonmail.com. Our Instagram for this uh, Miracle Monday is dt underscore Miracle Monday. Yeah, that's... You can also um, go to our website and just click on our link tree and it'll have every every aspect that you can think of so you don't have to type it in yourself. You just go there, click on which one you want to go, but I will post some pictures on the Instagram. So go and check that out and we'd love to hear from you. Yeah, thanks for tuning in. Yep, peace out guys. Hey everyone. Do you want to get inspired? I want to get inspired. Let's everybody just get inspired. Miracle